you Yeah, yo There whenever it matters and even more when you feel like it doesn't Protect you so you never feel like you wasn't Know I'm right alongside you, here by that I'm behind you But always got you, end the discussion, nothing means more First one to offer his shoulders for what you preach for Thought I saw the eyes of the world until I seen yours And know that I ain't see a better view yet I'm with whatever, so don't ever you fret Know that you covered, not a hurdle or a heartbreak To change what a partake Cause none of them won't ever get comfortable in your walkway My job is to aware you, fully loaded Prepare you for all of the above that I'm never letting get near you. But still, I know, give you every advantage I found. Couldn't find a better fit for them, along with my crown. And since the baton was passed, hopping down, cause feeling's not an option, and dad is not a noun, not at all. What's going on, everyone? This is Ishmael from Dad Is Not A Noun, changing the narrative for men of color and fatherhood, but also changing the narrative about the things I care about. Uh, before we go into this new episode, I want to give a shout out to my sponsor for this episode, VT Heroes, and I'm going to let them take over. Ha! You just got kicked in the gut. Punch in the face. Customize your hero using color, element, and totem. Flip your action cards to determine the winner. Yes! It's my turn now. Collect, trade, battle, and win. A new fighting card game has arrived. Play VT Heroes. Thank you again, VT Heroes, for sponsoring this episode of Dad is Dying Now. The link is in the description below. Support that this game. On this episode, the two things I love is hip-hop and fantasy and fiction. The creator, D.D. Turner, and Chaz Stats merged the two to give us the chronicles of a hip-hop legend, Path of a Grand Wizard, back in 2010. A novel about an extraordinary team with an extraordinary destiny. I will be sharing the preface and episode one. So I hope you enjoy, like, share, follow, tell everyone. Um, I will be posting episode two maybe next week. But definitely hope you guys enjoy it. Love you guys. Peace. The story contained in the following auditory experience is free of sex, drug references, drug dealers, guns, gangs, pimps, prostitutes, and twerking. Although the title of this tale contains a hip-hop reference and the story largely taking place in an urban setting, this is not to be classified as urban street literature. We prefer that it be more aptly classified as hip-hop fantasy. My word is born.
The Chronicles of a Hip-Hop Legend, Paths of Grand Wizardry. Written, produced, arranged, and narrated by D.D. Turner for the Turner Scribe Publishing Group. Original music composed and produced by The Passion Hi-Fi for Evil Twin Records, UK. Kwame Harris for Successful Tones Publishing. Kyle Owens for Impact Records, Fresh Air Management. I now give you The Chronicles of a Hip-Hop Legend, Paths of Grand Wizardry. Chapter One Cold Cold Crush Cold Cold Crush The in-sync recitation of the legendary hip-hop crew's name, along with the stomach-pinching depth of the accompanying drum patterns, appeared as though they had sparked a sense of fear in all inanimate objects in the cobweb-ridden walkway. Cold Cold Crush Cold Cold Crush The nail-hole-riddled door frames and paint-flaking walls bounced. Cypher had never heard TR-808 drum kicks reach such peaks. His progression down the mildew corridor brought him closer to a wretched mildew stench and a progressively increasing decibel. With the planting of his next step, the corner sprung forth with life and bellowed a cringing hiss. Cypher's attention quickly focused on the corner, and with his eyes, he made out the faint distinction of a strayed black cat. Stupid cat. He remarked under his breath, while regaining the little composure that remained. With each step toward the aged door that hid the focus of his attention, the splintered floorboards buckled and released a characteristic cracking noise. Hey yo, Cypher, releasing a knowledge orb will reveal the secrets of the hidden. A voice spoke from the general area of his left wrist. Cypher deciphered the telling statement that bounced from the odd-shaped mechanism that wrapped his wrist and immediately reached for the gold relic that hung around his neck. The relic was dreadfully scary to anyone who saw it for the first time, but this would eventually be superseded by the intuitive understanding that it represented something big and quite possibly masked something magical. The two awkward faces represented on the relic differed in their expression, but found a sense of mutuality in a shared crown and rod. The movable on-off switch on the rod confirmed without question that it was in fact an MC's microphone. Perched upon a solid gold sphere, it was high-profiled as it adorned patterns of clustering black, red, and traditional colored diamonds. Cypher grabbed hold of the draped relic and maneuvered it in a counterclockwise manner, causing it to release a greenish orb that hovered and morphed into several visual panels, all depicting what appeared to be a cachet of obscure instructions. The drag-and-drop interaction between Cypher's hands and the panels broke the principles of secrecy when a couple of seconds of image shuffling brought forth a sense of clarity and direction. I've got it. The door. Son is telling me to check behind the door, young Cypher concluded. The recent transaction of images revealed that something big was happening behind the door, and his inquiry into such matters was required. As he stepped into position and grabbed hold of the doorknob, 
The blaring coal-crushed chant quickly evolved into a high-pitched screeching noise that was accompanied by a devilish cackle. Die, you b-boy suckers, die, suckers, die. An angry voice seeped from behind the confines of the door by way of the quarter-inch of space between the splintered floorboards and the door's bottom. Cypher remained steadfast and rotated the doorknob and pushed slightly, causing the rusted, friction-ridden door hinges to produce an additional caterwauling noise. This suggested that the door hadn't been open in quite some time. With an aggressive shoulder, he forcefully charged into the door to find an empty room. In the center of the room rested a graffiti-ridden wooden chair that held a five-speaker, dual-deck, traditional B-Boys boombox radio. A radio? Cypher acts oddly over the maximum level radio while lowering its volume and equalizer levels. Somebody is bugging out. He remarked unto himself as he continued to examine the awkward emptiness of the room. His attention eventually found its way back to the chair where he examined the skillful graffiti writing on its seat and back support. On the seat portion of the chair under the radio, he took special note to the written statement, Hip-Hop, you don't stop. For Cypher, the concerning part of the discovery wasn't the reference of the statement, but the banning symbol that placed some sort of inhibition over its clear and symbolic expression. door violently slammed shut. Who's that? Cypher vigilantly inquired. The closing of the door revealed a covered pile that was placed in the recesses of a dim corner. He carefully made his way over to the corner and judged the covered pile's contents by giving it several slight taps with his foot. The produced noise suggested that it was nothing more than a couple of metal objects. Cypher took a single knee and pulled back the mildewed black canvas cover to reveal a corded microphone and several other discarded items. On its side, the microphone brandished the very same statement that was represented on the old chair, hip-hop, you don't stop, as well as a miniature noose that found itself attached to the apparatus just below its crown. Someone must really hate microphones or hip-hop, he plainly stated, while attempting to make sense of the awkwardness granted by the situation. Suddenly, the sound of buckling wood overtook the eerie sanctity of the room. Not again, he remarked dryly, as if the presentation of obstacles was all too familiar. He looked at the most distant corner of the room and witnessed the very floor in which he stood upon progressively becoming non-existent as it rapidly approached his position. Aware that he needed to think quickly to escape the full-encompassing clutch of the bottomless abyss which lay underneath the depleting floorboards, he spoke into the mechanism that wrapped his wrist. Hey, yo, fam, I could use a little bit of help on this end. The window on the other side of the room. Just jump for the ledge. The window locks can be released. That's your exit. Hurry. The voice frantically answered. Jump? Like it's that simple. Dog, you're bugging. It's like the distance from the top of the key to the basket. Cypher angrily reasoned while confirming the length of the proposed leap to safety. Listen. Anything is better than you just chilling in the confines of this dismal corner. You better stop playing and get to know that ledge. The voice responded seriously. And it looks like you have exactly seven seconds. The voice continued as its human-like hologram apparition escaped from the confines of the mechanism screen to gauge the amount of time remaining before a state of nothingness existed under the white soles of Cypher's sneakers. Six. Five. Four. The voice counted down as the erasing floor closed in on the position of Cypher. Three, two, one. Oh! 
Cypher finished counting down as he scurried across what was left of the age wooden floor and jumped. With arms stretched forward, desperation caused him to create a swim-like motion as if midair offered a level of density. With the gap between his body and the window ledge closing, his fingertips were stretched to their physical limits. Very close to grabbing the window's ledge, he's got it. Never it matters and even more when you feel like it doesn't Protect you so you never feel like you wasn't Know I'm right alongside you Here by that I hum behind you But always got you Hinder discussion Nothing means more First wanna offer his shoulders for what you reach for Thought I saw the eyes of the world Until I seen yours And know that I ain't see a better view yet I'm with whatever so don't ever you fret Know that you covered Not a hurdle or a heartbreak to change what a partake Cause none of them won't ever get comfortable in your walkway My job is to aware you Fully loaded prepare you For all of the above that I'm never letting get near you But still in all Give you every advantage I found Couldn't find a better fit for them Along with my crown And since the baton was passed hopping down Cause feeling's not an option And dad is not a noun Not at all my message to any dad, man, first off, know that, yeah, it, it is a hard job, but it's the greatest job in the world. I wouldn't trade it for anything. I wouldn't change anything about it. Everything you're doing from here on out, if it didn't have purpose before, now it has purpose. It's the most important thing you'll ever do. Just be a dad. Yeah, there whenever it matters and even more when you feel like it doesn't Protect you so you never feel like you wasn't Know I'm right alongside you, here by that I hum behind you But always got you, hinder discussion, nothing means more First wanna offer his shoulders for what you reach for Thought I saw the eyes of the world until I seen yours And know that I ain't see a better view yet I'm with whatever, so don't ever you fret Know that you covered, not a hurdle or a heartbreak To change what a partake Cause none of them won't ever get comfortable in your walkway My job is to aware you, fully loaded, prepare you For all of the above that I'm never letting get near you But still in all, give you every advantage I found Couldn't find a better fit for them, along with my crown And since the baton was passed, hopping down Cause failing's not an option, and dad is not a noun, not at all